It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 23rd, 2020. My name is Phil Rossman-Mike. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about the Magic replaying some of their old games and how that's just very comforting right now. And also talk a little bit about where the Magic stand in the future with one player who has probably made this season, uh, at least in his mind, a a bit of a success. Although certainly I think some would argue that that it's had its ups and downs. But before we do any of that, I do want to mind you to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on any team in the NBA, or let's say the NFL, want the lowdown on the latest with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, and the signing of Tom Brady? Check out Locked On Buccaneers. No matter which NBA team, NFL team, MLB team, NHL team, or even college team, there's a Locked On podcast for you, and even though all those teams are currently on hiatus, we're also going strong with daily podcasts to fill your needs. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic, along with Fox Sports Florida, are doing their best to help us fill the time uh, during this, this hiatus, during the suspension of the NBA season by rebroadcasting the best games of the season on their air, uh, on days that the Magic were supposed to be playing. In fact, Monday was supposed to be, today, was supposed to be one of the biggest games of the year. One of the most important and crucial games of the year for the Orlando Magic. It was supposed to be this day that Orlando traveled to Brooklyn to take on the Brooklyn Nets. It was supposed to be Friday that the Magic hosted the Brooklyn Nets. And two, probably the two biggest games of the season. The Magic already secured at least a split of the season series, but a win in just one of those games would give the Magic the tiebreaker in that all-important race for seventh in the Eastern Conference. Well, you know, relatively important race for seventh in the Eastern Conference. Instead, it is not a big week. Instead, it is a quiet week. Uh, You know, obviously there's a curfew now in Orange and Osceola counties here in Central Florida. Um, there are no sporting events to go to. Everyone is doing their best to practice social distancing so that we can stem the, the tide of the coronavirus. And I hope everyone is doing their part there uh, and, and doing their best to limit their contacts with, with other people for the time being and only traveling out really when necessary. But undoubtedly, it is, it is these times when things are tough 
when we, we look for the escape of sports. And I'm not the first one to have this thought. I'm not the first one to, to say this out loud, but I'll say it on this podcast. It is much tougher getting through this without the comfort of a sporting event, of being able to invest yourself in the team, in a team uh, that you cheer and have so much passion for. It is frustrating and, and, and frankly a little empty not having that. Especially this time of year, there is a rhythm to the season. You know, when, when you're in that stretch from October to April, and who knows if it'll still be that when we get out of the end of this, but when you're in that stretch from October to April, you can count on the Magic having a game every other night, of being able to sit down and escape for those two and a half hours and watch your team. They may frustrate you. They may, you know, you may wonder why you're doing this to yourself when you watch them, but at least for that moment, you're only thinking about the team. Yeah, frankly, something that, all of us cannot control. That's the beauty of fandom, in my in my opinion, is you know we all share this passion for this team and and enjoy watching this sport. And while we're doing that, nothing else really matters. And and of course, with live sports, especially, there's the uncertainty of the out- outcome. There's always that bit of wondering. How's this going to turn out? It doesn't matter if you're playing the best team or the worst team. There's always the chance of something unpredictable and unforgettable happening. And that part is indelibly taken away from us at the moment. But, you know, the TV networks have space to fill, and so they're doing their best to to keep us entertained and take our minds off of what is, you know, you can admit it, a very scary situation. You know, certainly... I hope you're not scared. I hope you're not panicked. I hope you're not uh, anxious about things, but I, I c- cannot blame you if you are. Um, you know, certainly I, I, I hope I put a brave face on, but there are certain, certainly moments of the day where I'm a little anxious about what's going on in the world and certainly a little bit anxious about things. That's okay. And unfortunately, we don't have sports to distract us in the way that, that we would all want in a time like this. We don't have sports as a way to help us heal through just communal bonding and communal watching of a, of a specific event. You know, yes, TV ratings are down and, and, and there are more choices on TV than ever before, but sports still binds a community together. And of course, that's gone. That, that glue is missing. And so Fox Sports Florida and the Orlando Magic are doing the next best thing. They're airing some of the classic games from the season so far. So far, we've just had the two. The Magic's opening night win over the Cleveland Cavaliers aired on Friday, on a Thursday night. And the Magic's win over the Philadelphia 76ers aired on Saturday night. Of course, they're all wins. We all know the outcome. But still, it is comforting to be back in that rhythm again. And I'm not saying sit down and watch every game. I'm certainly not recapping every game again. But I'm certainly not watching these replays as close as I would if they were live, as if they were unfolding in front of me. But there is something comforting to it all. There is something comforting to hearing David Steele and Jeff Turner and and Dante Marcatelli and, and, and seeing the magic out on the floor once again, to seeing... Evan Fournier, to seeing Nikola Vucevic, to seeing Aaron Gordon, to Mark to Marco Fultz, to Jonathan Isaac, to seeing that the, the team 
that we all care about playing again. Maybe not live, but playing again. And it does provide a little bit of comfort. It does make things feel a little bit more normal. Because these aren't normal times. There's, there's no getting around that. There's no changing that. These aren't normal times. These aren't... These aren't... Uh, yeah, it's, it's so hard to come up with the right words. Things, things are different. Undoubtedly. They, they have to be. And again, it's on us to, it's kind of on us to make them different, to help us all, to help us get back to normal. But these games, these replays serve as a way to try and add some normalcy back. Again, it's not appointment television. I, I watch because I'm a crazy person and I, I, I enjoy watching basketball. I'm not watching as closely as I would if the game was live. I don't feel the obligation to write and comment about every game, although I will comment about one coming up here in just a moment. I tweet, I try to tweet a little bit during these games to just acknowledge that they're happening and any random comments that I might have. I mean, Saturday I jokingly tweeted, man, the Magic got to make sure James Ennis doesn't get dunks. That's, that's just bad defense, me in November. Man, the Magic need to get James Ennis going to the basket. His dunks change the games. Me in March. Funny, funny stuff like that. Funny observations like that. And then I jokingly told, you know, talked to some of some of my friends at Fox Sports Florida that that we need to kind of update the is this anything and, and make it was this anything since since now we know whether things actually whether David's little nuggets um, actually actually meant anything or not being being so far now into the future. It's it's just just thinking about that makes me smile. And so I hope, you know, I, I hope and I believe that, yes, watching these replays do mean something at this time. They do mean that sports can still heal. Sports can still bring us together and sports can still distract us. The mystery of who wins or loses might be gone from watching these games again. I mean, kudos to also to CBS for running old NCAA tournament games. You know, I saw a really funny video of two Kentucky fans watching Christian Leitner's shot uh, for the first time, and, and they, were, they were bawling. They were crying because they, they thought their dad was only going to show them a win. <laughs> the, the, hurt, hurt, the hurt means something, too. And, you know, I, I like that the Magic are only showing wins, but I don't think it's wrong to show a loss here or there. I, I, I ranked my favorite games of the season so far, and I had, I had, a, loss, I had a couple losses in there. And so, right now, we're all looking for just a little bit of normal. So, I, I, I do want to thank Fox Sports Florida and the Orlando Magic for, for giving us something that isn't normal, but makes us feel just a little bit normal once again. playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date 
Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'd be remiss here if I didn't take a little bit of time to recognize some of the work that the Orlando Magic are doing in the community at this moment. Of course, it is... It is hard for the Magic to be out and about in, in the world. Um, you know, the the you know there there's definitely some Instagram stories showing that Magic players are at the facility. I believe Steve Clifford told the Orlando Sentinel that players have been pretty regularly in the facility uh, since the suspension began last week. Um, but of course, that's stopped now. Uh, on Friday, the league the closed down all NBA practice and training facilities, uh, so they are. You know, no longer do do players have access to that. You know, so play, you know players are essentially being told stay at home. They are allowed to travel. They are they you know they they don't have to stay in place, so to speak. I don't think the NBA is going to be coming back uh, anytime soon. Uh, but but they've been told to kind of stay in place uh, or, or or to limit their travel and their exposure out in the world. Now, obviously, players are going to be able to do you know kind of off on their own a little bit. Uh, you know, like you know Evan Fournier is posted on his Instagram. Uh, some some videos of him walk, walking around his home in, in Orlando. Um, you know, he's also posted some photos, some video of him uh, working out in his in his in his house. Um, so players are going to do what they can to stay in shape, but they're also kind of doing what they can to to help the community a little bit too. Um, you know, certainly in addition to the two million dollar, uh, uh, you know, the potential two million dollar uh, donation or, or, or contribution to a fund for employees of the Orlando Magic, as well as the Amway Center from the DeVos family, several players, including Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba, Michael Carter Williams, and Jonathan Isaac, uh, as well as Markel Fultz, uh, are contributing to that fund as well. So right now, you can't do a lot of action because obviously you're trying to limit your exposure to everyone. You're trying to limit your social contacts with everyone. Um, but these guys have a ton of money, uh, and they are, you know, throwing that weight around. The latest contribution is one that's certainly gotten some national, um, a, a little bit of national attention. I saw ESPN run something on it. Uh, certainly, it's it's something Magic have promoted a little bit too. Um, Jonathan Isaac is donating meals to, uh, to to children who would otherwise be in school, and, and you know, if you know, one of the kind of I guess. One of the good things about our school system, but one of the unfortunate things about our society is that a lot of children do rely on school to provide two meals, to provide breakfast and lunch. And of course, with schools closed right now, both because it is spring break, but also because of COVID-19, schools are closed, I think, until mid-April here in Orange County. Um, They do not have access to regular meals. And so Jonathan Isaac, along with Jump Ministries, which is uh, the church that he attends, and Project Life, Inc., are providing hot breakfast and lunch meals for school-aged children in the Orlando area starting on Monday. Um, they, they'll be they'll be uh, providing those meals. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the information right now, um, but they'll be providing those meals essentially to uh, to students who otherwise wouldn't have access. You know, who uh, who really depend on these meals to to help learn and uh, and kind of keep them you know keep keep them fed. Obviously, um, it is. It is it is a big deal. It is a big contribution. And of course, Jonathan Isaac, uh, very very active in the community as as it already as he already is, um, you know, left a, a heartfelt message on his Twitter account um, to you know for for why he's do why he's doing this. And obviously, it is it is the the right thing to do. Um, so you know, the magic. You know, and, and again, I don't want to you know make shame any other Magic player into doing something. Isaac is obviously very giving. I think a lot of the Magic players on this team are very, very giving. I think, 
you know, I, I would say I, I'm pretty sure that, that a lot of them do stuff without getting publicity. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't think Isaac's doing this for publicity either. I think he's, I think Jonathan Isaac's one of the most kind of genuine, humble people that I've ever seen in that magic locker room. Um, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I really think that he is, he is the real deal and he, he's, in, he's sincere in, in everything that he does. But um, it is good to, it is good to see, you know, magic players, you know, trying to give back, trying to, to take care of their community because, you know, we really are kind of in this together. I mean, it, it goes, I'm sure you've heard this spiel already. Um, we are all in this together to help each other out, to, to get us through this, this pandemic and, and, and to help us all, uh, help us all be, be, you know, be healthy and safe in this. And it's good to hear, good to see magic players stepping up and, and being leaders, both, you know, with the fight, with the fund and with the compensation fund for arena workers, as well as with Jonathan Isaac, uh, contributing here, uh, to directly to children in our community. So, uh, kudos to everyone with the Orlando magic for stepping up in such a major way. playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day so, as I said, I had one thought that, that I wanted to bring out from watching back some of the some of the some of the game or the two games that that were played uh, or replayed over the weekend from from the Orlando Magic, uh, and I may come out with some of these as we go through these games and, and, and get a chance to to sit down and, and relive some of the best memories of the Magic season. Um, but one thought definitely definitely came to mind. Uh, as I watched, especially the opening night game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, that opening night is, is such a fun night. There, there, there's anticipation and excitement in the air, but there's a little bit of nervous energy because essentially you don't know what's going to happen. You, you might think you know, you might think you have all the information, and, and frankly, there's a lot of randomness that can happen in those opening night games, but you really don't know what to expect. You don't have a sense or a good feeling about who this who the team is. I mean, yes, the Magic brought a lot of players back from last year, but you never had a full sense of of what this team would look like. You, you assumed certain things, maybe, but but it, it's always a mystery. And that game, I think I, I left that game. I think that the, the the sidebar that I wrote, and I, I've gone back and read and and linked to a few of them because uh, I because I did my my you know, 10 best games of the season so far. So I want to link back to, to my content, so to speak. Um, I remember writing after that game. I, I think I wrote after that game that that the Magic showed the potential of who they are. And again, that first game, you're not expecting a perfect product. You're expecting just the potential. But of course, nothing in that game really resonated other than it being open night, except for one moment. And I remember uh, I, where I was, I had the game on kind of in the background. I was, I was working on something else. And I kept looking up 
in the fourth quarter. Thinking, is this the moment? You know, I see a rebound. I see Markel Fultz, yes. Collect the ball. And I'm thinking, is this it? Is this where it happens? You know, and I, I do find myself sometimes when I'm watching older games and I know what happens, trying to say, oh, is, is this where this play happens? And of course, by now you can surmise what play I'm talking about. It, is, it was the play of this game. It was the moment of this game. There's, there, there's no way you could not write or you could not lead with this moment because it was such a burst of energy and excitement that it created for the whole, for the really for the whole season, set the tone for what Markel Fultz could be. It's roughly midway through the fourth quarter when Nikola Vucevic collected a rebound and handed the ball off to Markel Fultz. Cavs were already retreating. The Magic were pretty much not going to take a fast break. It was just, just the play didn't set up that way. But Fultz turned up court and quickly turned on the Jets. No one on the Cavaliers closed down the middle of the lane and Fultz rose up for a one-handed jam. I, 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 was, I remember watching the play as it happened and it was just a... It was just a burst. It was a play that you, because you knew it was coming, you could anticipate. Like, here it comes. And then all of a sudden, it's over. And they go, they go back into the regular flow of the game, and you're, and you're just like, no, I, I want to see that again. That was the play. That was it. And that was it. That was... The play that, that frankly set the tone for Markel Fultz's whole season. That was the moment when a lot of Magic fans probably thought to themselves, this Markel Fultz thing, it might work out. I mean, this, this, this isn't just a flyer. This, is, this, this kid can play. I mean, it's a pretty bold statement maybe to make for a guy who I think only had 12 points that night. But it was a major statement. And it was a major moment that still resonates. That to, to me, Fultz has had some big plays since then. The Lakers game specifically, the Nets game, the Wizards game. But it all started back then. And it's only grown and compounded and gotten better and, and made you more of a believer ever since. I mean, remember, it was only five games into the season that... The Magic named Fultz the starter. It didn't take very long for Fultz to really claim and hold on to that starting role. This season has been frustrating. There's no getting around that. A lot of us expected the Magic to do a little bit better in the standings. We didn't want them to be fighting for the seventh once again for the second straight year. We expected this team to be a little bit more together and to understand what it had to do at an earlier stage of the season. And frankly, it took them 60 games, where maybe last year took them 50, took them 60 games to really find themselves and start building the kind of winning that that we all expected throughout the year. And yeah, injuries have slowed down that process a ton. So maybe it's not all for, for naught. But essentially, the season feels... Not maybe as a failure. I don't. I think that's too strong. But it was. It's a, been a frustrating season, and I do plan on on diving into a little bit of the historical perspective of the season and, and and where this season stands as as we get through this hiatus a little bit. Because 
we're going to be out, we're going to be out of out of practice here for a little while. But Markel Fultz is undoubtedly the biggest positive of the season. Yes, Jonathan Isaac emerges as an all-defensive player. Yes, the team, even when it's bad, is still a playoff team. Even I get it, watered down Eastern Conference, yada yada yada. Still a playoff team. I don't think that's nothing. But undoubtedly, the biggest positive of the season is that it looks like Markel Fultz is a player. It looks like Markel Fultz is a guy the Magic can rely on. It looks like Markel Fultz is a guy the Magic might want to build around. His stats are fairly modest at this point. 12.1 points per game, 5.2 assists per game. 47.3% from the floor, 49.6% effective field goal percentage. He's had a generally positive effect on the floor. And yes, he's gone through ups and downs that you might expect from a player going through his first full NBA season. But the positives, the ups, the upswings have been undeniably good. Like that moment against Cleveland. Like taking over the end of the game against the Lakers in that big win. Like taking over the fourth quarter against the Nets in that critical win. And Fultz, indeed, as the team entered the hiatus, seemed to be finding his groove once again. Going back on that upswing and and making a huge difference for the Magic. Because he's one of the few players that really does a good job working off the dribble and creating his own shot and creating shots for others. Fultz is undoubtedly better than I think the Magic could have imagined. I think they hoped that they would ease him into the starting lineup, and instead he took it by the horns. And so, as you know, I don't want to put the season quite to bed yet. I don't want to go through the good and the bad of it yet, but you watch these old games, and you just see how far Markel Fultz has come. Not just from struggling to even play during the summer, but from being a little, you know, a little rough around the edges early in the year with these bursts of energy, to being someone that this Magic team relies on and someone that, yes, fans, and I think rightfully so, think deserves more attention and deserves the ball even more than he already gets it. You can see just how much this kid has grown and just how much potential still lays ahead. And if there's one undoubted positive about this season, it should be Markel Fultz. No matter what, he is a point guard for this team to, at least for the near term, to build around and invest in. And, you know, knowing how long this Magic team has searched for that, that is extremely good. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at the top of the NBA draft and where the Magic stand, I imagine we'll be talking about that very shortly, you can check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. And of course, the Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is now open. I'm accepting questions and taking your questions. Look forward to answering them. You can 
shoot those questions to me over at omagicdaily on Twitter, as well as by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the latest episode of the Hollinger and Duncan NBA show. They have done an interesting project looking at the worst teams of the decade. Oh boy, I imagine the Magic will have at least a few te- few entrants in that. So definitely check out their podcast looking at the worst teams of the decade. You can find that podcast by searching for Hollinger and Duncan NBA show wherever you download podcasts today. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.